Welcome back, beautiful beings, to Call of Waken. This is your host, Solana Tara, and we're on part two with our interview with the COVID survivor, Jim Coffey, who shares his insights into the workings of reality from his point of view. He talks about his hypothesis that COVID attacks weak parts of the body. He shares about his insights into what you resist persists and how he learned from that. He talks about uh, his science of mind and he also talks about how we can differentiate between a thought coming in and an intuition or our soul or some higher part of our being who's giving us a thought, an idea about something to follow through with. He shares about how he feels like love is the, uh, the intuitive message behind those insights. So if you're getting an insight and it has a sense of a, of a sense of a greater love for humanity, um, that's a good hint that that's your intuition. And he talks about uh, how the soul wants to express itself through creativity and how God is manifesting through us and creativity is one of the ways it expresses itself. And he talks about his greater awareness now that he is not the human body and that he's more in tune with his body now than he was before. He realizes the importance of taking care of it. And also we talk about um, all religions and the essence behind religions and how the religions um, are connected in some way. And also, we talk, we start to talk about how the universe is perfect as it is. So, welcome to part two of this interview. Thank you. And I have a hypothesis about COVID. I think what it does, it attacks the areas that are weak in your body, in this physical body. For example, I have uh, thoropathy, uh, neuropathy in my feet from a back at surgery over 20 years ago. I deal with it, you know? Well, it, when I got COVID, it got worse. Mm, interesting. I had, um, at age seven, I had abdominal work done, another life-death situation. I almost died there. So I almost died at seven, I almost died at 70. And then, of course, I got sober at 35, so that was another death. So it's 7, 35, and 70. I figure we got another zero. 700 is my next milestone. <laughs> anyway, um, one of my symptoms was it was in uh, pain in my abdomen. So I have this, this thing about, well, I think it attacks, and my lungs have always been a, a vulnerable area for me. Whenever I get the flu or anything like that, that was really where it settled in. That's where it goes. Um, but it doesn't go after the areas so much that you're strong in. So I don't know, whatever that's worth. What was the next question? Um, I do have a couple questions. Something about what you said about what you pers what you persist. What you resist. What you resist persist. Now, when you said she said that to you in the dream world, or do you think she said that in the 3D world? No, that was definitely in the dream world. That okay. was totally in the dream world. And when you said, I know that. I didn't how, say it, I thought it. Huh? Wait, when you thought you know that, yeah. when you had that knowing that that was something that you knew, can you say, like, 
was it a very like a deep knowing you know there's like oh yeah i know that like there had to that had to connect when i hear you say that it feels like it connects to something that you know that wise part of you that realizes oh yeah what they're trying to tell me is something that i really should listen to exactly it it was um what i learned in the physical world the training that i've taken in various courses uh trying to think who the first person that said that to me well but, i think christ said that or something there's in the bible what, what okay. you, you you know whatever you fear you know well continue to keep on coming up exactly whatever you think about expanse right whatever so, you don't fear anything because that's going to keep going or something like that of course so if you keep on um resisting something it's going to keep on persisting because the universe will shows up for you as a lesson and if you keep on resisting the same thing over and over and over again it keeps persisting and persisting and persisting and when she said that i said you know, I know that. I know. I just. I know that. So okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stay here with the sewn in, sewn into the couch, and I'm gonna accept this stuff stuck in my throat, and I'm just gonna relax. And when I did that, I believe, is when they started. I started to synchronize with the ventilator. Okay. So now let me take that now. So now that you have that, I mean, one, one of the questions that I'm asking you is about, you know, what you learned from the situation since that made, I'm guessing that made a deep impression in you now where mm -hmm. it actually, you, you know, you felt it physically. Do you feel like that, that will be one thing that will really stay with you more? Like, obviously, usually the way the universe works is you get tested again, something else comes up. I mean, we, I mean, I see, resistance all the time to things you know something comes up and i don't you know there's a resistance so do you feel like that will change in your life like that's one of the things you've come back with yeah um i'm a type a personality but what has happened is uh i'm i'm taking more of that kind of lesson learning and also just just being when things occur happen i just sort of okay now grace my wife takes issue with sometimes that i'm so cavalier about it like don't you want to you know you should react to that i go well i don't know if i have to react to that <laughs> so yeah that's sort of becoming a way of being for me so is that different than you were before is that what you're saying or more you're doing yes. more of what you did before no, different. It's different. Uh, uh, well, you know what? I was striving more for that. Okay. So I stopped striving. Great. And now I'm just being with it. Great. So there's, so then what you're saying, I'm getting goosebumps. So what you're saying is there's, uh, oh, because one of the questions, of course, is again, what we're looking for is how has this situation changed you? So you, you're, what I hear you saying is that there's, more of a sense of less striving, more of being, which um, may, must you, there must be some kind of feeling about more relaxed and maybe confident or trusting in the way that the world operates, or how would you say that? Um, so I practice science of mind. That's my 
that's my religion, basically. Ernest Holmes. And uh, since I've, since I've uh, come back home, I read that every day, which I didn't do before. Um, the, the occurrence where they did the interview for me at the, at the facility, that came to me the week before that I need to get the message out that this thing is real. And I said to Grace, I said, can you, can you like, I, I don't care if it's a radio interview or a television interview or whatever, I just need to get this word out. Well, she, she was phenomenal uh, and she got it and I delivered the message. Uh, so none of that stuff was a striving or working hard to do. It just sort of, the thought came in and when I acknowledge the thought, I go, okay, uh, I'll plant a seed. In the past, what I've done is I do everything on my own. I get it done. Bah, 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 bah. You know, I've had like 40, 45 different jobs in my life. I've been in different careers and different segments, you know, from roofing to being in a, working in a treatment center to working with mathematics. I've done so much stuff on my own. I'm very capable. So I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm, I'm just sort of like, Okay, I almost died. <coughs> I'm up to something. I don't know what it is. I'm waiting for it to show up. So the universe will have that show up. But this practice that I'm doing, I've also taken up uh, piano lessons. Very cool. I know. You know, when I got sober at age 35, I took up acting. And you know what you happened? Took a what? I took up acting. Uh -huh. I became an actor. I had never done any acting at all at age 35. And that was almost a, that was another life changing event in my life when I got sober because I was ready to commit suicide. So uh, acting panned out really well for me. I don't know what this is going to do, but I, I'm enjoying the process of doing that. The play <clears> the piano. Yeah, things are just showing up. And I go, okay, I'll try it on for size and see how it is. Okay, good. So that's, so when, like, for example, when you said you you had the thought, it came as a thought to get the message out, and then you followed through with that. Um, how do you differentiate, this is for helpful for people who listen to it, how do you differentiate when you get a thought, because we get thousands of thoughts all the time, how do you differentiate that thought with some, there, what it, what's behind it or something that makes you really know this is something you should, you acknowledge it. This is something you should follow through with. That one. How does it stand out from all the other thoughts? That's a good question. A really good question. Um, so there's a universal mind and my mind is really part of the universal mind. Whenever, the way I look at it and, and the way Ernest Holmes talks about it is, is that your ego, when, when you're doing your own thinking, you're not aligned with the universe. So the question is, how do I know when I get a thought? Well, I've had a lot of training in this area too. So it's hard to say, well, this is what you do um, to identify it. Uh, I think the thought came to me, I'm laying in bed. I'm going back to this, this whole idea of doing the interview. So I'm laying in bed, I get the thought, and I, I let it go. And then it came back. Like you said, you get 35,000, 70,000 thoughts a day. Um, which ones do you, should you act on? Which ones? Okay. 
and this falls into why the universe is so perfect because we consciously or unconsciously are working on these thoughts and that's what's manifesting for us is more you think about expanse. The trick is to try to hone that in. It's really what's behind it is love, in my opinion, love. Love is what it is. And what was motivating me was love for mankind, that I need to get this message out. And I knew right then that this isn't something about me getting in front of a camera and being an actor. This is about me getting the message out that, hey, get, get, the, get the vaccine. Don't treat this thing lightly. You know, I was kind of cavalier all year long. And this is not the friggin' flu. <laughs> this is very life-threatening. That was the message I wanted to get out. There's hope. And then it's, it's really is very serious. <laughs> virus. Tell I still have this cough. I, it's, it may last months or maybe even a year, but. So, okay. So I'm, we're going to reemphasize it again, because it, I, I think what you said is really important. The way that you are now can see the differentiate. Is there something that it's not just about you, but it comes from some feeling, which we're going to call love that has a concern for the greater welfare of the good. And that's how that there was something in that energetically that you noticed, maybe unconsciously, but now if we're really looking at it, yeah. there was this energy of this is for the greater good of all. And, and that felt like right. it felt right to do it. If exactly. I'm using the word felt, but I don't know if you would use the word felt, but there was a knowing well, something. Well, I do use the word felt. Um, because there's got to be that connection. When, when you believe in something, really believe in it, that's when the magic starts to occur. And, the, and when you believe something, it's really a connection between the brain and the heart. Okay, great. So uh, that's what showed up for me. You know, okay. I, like I say, I'm analytical, but I'm getting more tied into the feelings and the heart stuff. Great. And, and I knew it. I, I just knew it. Right. Point. And the knowing came with the sense that there was a sense of love and greater good for others. Yeah. yeah and it doesn't that's a good point. Yeah, it, it is. But it doesn't necessarily mean that I have to go through my entire remaining life just doing that kind of stuff. No. Yeah. I, I'll make that clear to anybody who's going to listen to this. <laughs> right. That you could, you could actually use this work to choose what you want in life because what you think about most, you know, you get a thought, then you get another thought about something, then you get another thought, the neurons in your brain start vibrating like crazy. And there's this whole, there's this whole, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but there's this energy that emanates into the universe. And then the universe starts bringing back to you what you're thinking about. And you'll start saying things like, oh, wow, that'll fit really well into what I was thinking about. As long as it doesn't step on someone else's toes, in the process, fine and dandy. Yeah, you're going to better yourself, but you may be bettering somebody else in the, in, in, in the traveling experience of doing it. So and what about the, the thought about taking piano lessons? Yeah, well, you know, that's the artistic side to me. Um, I sort of have this battle between high-level math and, and, and the, the creative side. So... Um, I just accepted it. It's something I had thought about over the years. I took out, when I first got sober, I mentioned the acting. There was two things I wanted to do. I wanted to play a musical instrument and I wanted to act. 
So the first thing I did was I picked up playing a saxophone and did that for about six months. And I said, well, this isn't doing it. And then I took on the acting and I went from community theater to becoming a member of Screen Actors Guild. I get a small pension from the Screen Actors Guild from all the work that I've done. Wow. And I'm not, even, I'm not even a well-known person out there, celebrity. Yeah. It's just like, I achieved that. Holy, and it was very, very rewarding for me. Okay, so so I think that's what came up. It was just this artistic thing. And I thought about it, I said, you know, and something, the universe provided something. I looked at it. There was a video or something. I said, yeah, you know, I, I want to do piano. It's just for me. I don't want to, nothing that I want to go out and perform. Just for me. Just want to do it. So can we um, address then the idea that sometimes, like from my point of view with creativity, I feel it as like, let's just call my soul, whatever with this higher, some other higher aspect myself, has a deep yearning to express itself. And when I do certain things, like when I paint, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm just like in heaven. <clears throat> and I feel like, yeah, it's my soul wants to express in this creative way. So can you maybe relate that to that? This a part of you that yearns to have some creative expression? Well, uh, and this isn't something that I thought through, thought of myself, but it's really comes from uh, science of mind that God, the universe, all is um, experiencing itself through individuals <clears throat> like us. The only way we could really manifest whatever that is has to be in this physical world because it's just a, it's just an energy feel. It's nothing, well, it's something, it's big. And it's everything. Uh, but in this physical world, you start to uh, e express yourself artistically or whatever it is. Really, doesn't matter what you choose. Because uh, everything could be creative in whatever you do. That creative juice is not just about how you feel. It's about how God experiences it. Because you're part of this of God. And Christ talks about this. It's in the Bible. All this stuff is in the Bible. It's in here and there. And, you know, someday I'll take that, take that on and try to uh, write it all down in different sections, you know, like, okay, this is where Christ says this, this is where Christ says that. And blah, 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 blah. But that, that's how I feel about that. So have you um, actually, so you, you, you say this is, you know, a teaching that you got. Do, do you, feel like on some level from your experience in the other dimension that you can, that you actually have a sense of that, that there was some, there is some higher force that's actually expressing itself through you in this physical dimension? Yes. And um, yes, I do. There's also, you know, prior to this COVID, Grace and I were planning to get an RV and downsize and travel and end up in Alaska. And we went through the whole process of checking all these out. So you would think that one, once I come through the, this experience that, yeah, well, let's really do that now. No, that's not what happened at all. And I didn't fight it. I didn't resist it. It just was a feeling. Now this was a feeling more than a, a thought. 
I just felt as though uh, I felt I felt I did think I felt and thought that you know what you you weren't get I'm not giving my wife enough space here for what she really needs. So the whole process changed, and now we're not getting an RV. We're not doing that thing. We're settling down here where we are, and that's all coming very nicely, actually, how it's coming about. And if I want to travel somewhere, or if we want to travel somewhere, we'll go somewhere for a month or two, whatever. You know that that's. I didn't. I didn't think that up on my own. So you're getting, you're feeling intuitive. So can we call those intuitive feelings? Yes, of course. Intuitive feelings, higher guidance. Yes. You know, and something's you coming those. through. I think you should trust those intuitive feelings, higher guidance, as you say. Right. Yeah. And, and we're talking about discussing how we can verify or confirm um, how to differentiate those from other feelings or thoughts. And it basically... Well, Sounds like yeah, you're saying, well, things are falling into place. That was it. That's I the effect. We can't, we can't identify the cause. We can't prove the cause, but we can certainly prove the effect. Very good. What manifested. And, you know, if you think a certain way and you manifest something uh, and it turned out it's not something you wanted, it's not that it's wrong. It's just that it's not something you wanted. You need to rethink your thinking mm -hmm. and be more aligned with the universe. So I think the answer to your first question how do you know that thought? Try it and see what the result is. If it starts leading in the wrong direction, that wasn't a good thought. Uh -huh. Go back to the drawing board. Uh -huh. Open yourself up to the universe again. Uh -huh. And you have to be open to the universe. Uh -huh. God, I fought that for so long. I was so, so not that way uh -huh. for the thir first 35 years of my life. Uh -huh. There's no way. I, you know, it, I was like, I was a, a Winnebago going down the highway of life, self-contained, and I didn't need anything. That's how I viewed the world. But that all changed drastically. And and then how did it change even, so that changed, one, if you're saying to first 35 years, then you're talking about till you went sober. And then yeah. how does it change more from the before COVID, BC and AD? <laughs> yeah, well, it just enhances. But uh, we fall into ruts. I speak for myself. I fall into a rut. And I tend to uh, get caught up in my everyday world. In the past. In the past, yes. That's how I was. Uh, and then I would have periods that I was tuned back in again. You know, take this course, take this workshop, whatever. And that can be a little crazy too. Yeah. Where you're chasing this, you're in this cage. And I just go, I don't know, you find the next best thing, you know. So now it's more of being and listening and intuitively connected. The COVID experience has slowed me down. Not that I wanted to slow down, but it definitely slowed me down. Um, and, and that's the positive part of it. The, the negative part obviously is the physicality of it all, but that's coming around. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing very well right now, physically. The other thing I heard you say when you were talking about how you know we're, it's just a thread between that dimension and this dimension and you were very aware of how you were very clear cognitively <laughs> and but the body wasn't so there in, in, in to, the way that i see that is that because um a lot of us when we're in the 3d world 
we're very much connected to our body and we think we're our body. We're it's it, just us. And we don't, we're not aware of the separation between us and that there's a physical body. So it sounded like to me, you were very aware and that that's me here, that's a physical body. Now that you're back in this dimension, I'm guessing there's still part of you out in that dimension. Um, how do you relate that from what your experience was there to what your experience is, is here in the physical world, in your body? Well, um, <clears throat> you know, I refer to it as a dimension out there or over there or whatever. Do you know that mathematically it's been proven that there's 11, mathematically proven 11 dimensions. That doesn't mean there's only 11. There's, I think there's some studies now, I haven't revisited in a while that there's more like 21 or whatever, but they, they have to mathematically prove it. And then it's still theory, but math, if you look in the past, when you use mathematics and, and they come these theories, they, they seem to come to fruition. Like, yeah, that's, that's what it is. So it's not like the dimensions exist somewhere else. They all exist together at the same time. So I was just, remember I said it was so real? It wasn't, like I've had dreams where I know I'm dreaming. This was my world. I was in this dimension, this was my world. When I came out of it, he even said to Max, I said, man, that was a really long flight, wasn't it, Max? He said, well, Dad, you know, you had quite the cocktail of, of uh, whatever that you were under. So you may have been flying somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, it's all happening at the same time. Right. But still, so is there a connection between, or you have a different connection with your body now than you did before? Yes. Yes. And do you yes, have more of a, knowing that, that you are not this body? Yes, there's more of me knowing that I am not the body. It's like a host. You know, this and then is what it... I use here. And, and actually, I was very much part of creating this host when I was a seed in my parents' eyes, you know, a twinkle, as they say. Uh, I believe that we choose a lot of what we go through in this world, um, even more so now. Before it was theoretical, it's like, you know, I'm really getting the, I get the feel about that. <laughs> so I'm, so I'm hearing a lot of feeling going on here. I'm getting in tune with it. That's <laughs> taking a lot of work. <laughs> so what's your relationship with your body now and how is that different than it was before? Well, um, I'm more in tune with my body. Before it was just... Uh, it was just my body. It was just me, and that's just what who I am. Now it's kind of like, oh, this is my body, and I need to take better care of it. Yeah. Because uh, I obviously am up to something. I don't know what it is yet, but I think I'm going to need this body in a better shape than it was before. So that's where it's going now, and I'm I'm thinking, uh, like I lost 50, 45 pounds, right? This, my muscles were hanging off my bones like, like a hammock, you know, just poof, poof. everything was sagging all over the place. So I've been really working on that, knowing that the body's got to get in better shape. And the last thing that I need to work on, which is where I'm at right now, is the lungs. So I'm doing more swimming and things because I know that helps get the body in better shape. Um, 
it's a vehicle. I don't know how long the vehicle is going to last, whatever. Again, there's got to be a, people say there's a reason. <clears throat> people say that to me a lot. Oh man, you almost died. You know, uh, God's got something planned for you. And I go, yeah, I guess so. I, you know, I could buy into that. Uh, I don't have any problem with people's individual religions or belief systems because I always can find a way where it dovetails into my belief. I was raised Catholic, you know, so I, I was indoctrinated heavily. And I have no qualms with any of that, re that religion. I don't have any qualms with Christ or God or the Trinity. or I see it all encompassed in my world. <clears throat> and this physical body is just an experience on this plane to learn something. And then I'll be leaving it at some time. And who knows what, what that next journey will be. Great. It, it could so, be a 3D world. It may not be. Right. Or it could be part, go into a 4, 5D world and then back to a 3D world. You don't, you didn't It could know. be. Yeah. It's the, all possible. Everything's possible. The, so the viewpoint, I'd really like you to talk about this um, because it, I mean, it, being a world religion teacher and studying religion, I mean, it's dear to my heart. And I, and I feel it's important for people to know. Um, your viewpoint on, so we've encompassed the Catholic religion, which I was also raised Catholic, and I absolutely have that great, you know, I think there's a lot of beautiful things about it. Yeah. Now you have science of mind. So from your viewpoint now, when you say you can see, you talked about the Catholic, all the other religions, whatever they are, um, was that view? Did you have that viewpoint before you, before you went in, or is it more? Is it more now? I mean, have you actually seen something that convinces you even more that all religions, and and what would you say about that? I, to me, there's all religion. There's some beautiful truth in it. What yes. would you say about that? Uh, just more crystallized. <clears throat> I started. I started this journey in science of mind when I became sober after a couple of years because I was struggling with higher power and God and, and, and that whole concept. And I had studied religions like Baha'i, Zoroastrianism. I mean, I studied a lot of different religions, Hinduism, Buddhism. I'm reading, reading the Bhagavad Gita. I'm reading this. Okay. All right. All right. Whatever, you know. You're making my heart pitter-patter. <laughs> I always found a, a common threads in all of them, uh -huh. even in the Quran, which isn't my favorite, but there was things in there that were still connected with these other religions. They all were saying a very similar thing. And you can't take it out of context because you can take one verse or you know something out of a book and, and it won't seem anything like the entire book. You know, if you say, oh, this is it, this came out of the Bible. Yeah, no shit, but there's a, a whole lot more in there. So I think what, what is crystallized for me is the um, manifestations of God show up for mankind in various religions, especially through time, through the timeline. And I think it's relevant to wherever uh, man has evolved. It would be very difficult to have this conversation with somebody, you know, 500 BC or even time of Christ. It would, it would like, what? The, the universe, the world, <laughs> so as man evolves, man and woman, mankind, um, 
we, we, we evolve more spiritually and it shows up. I hope it shows up more on our physical world. It's not really, it's some people it's showing up, but collectively the results aren't good. The effects aren't good at all. So I remember I said before, I, yeah, you can, you can measure the effect, what, what has occurred. And that's a race, the entire race of mankind has created that. I mean, the universe is perfect. Everything is perfect. There's nothing wrong with the world. We created it collectively with our thinking and our way of being. And, and that, I think that's an important message for people to get, to get more aligned with that spiritual aspect where, um, you know, take yourself out of the equation, your ego out of the equation. You're just a, your body's just physically working here and, and you're, you're tuned in the universal mind, God, Christ. And the purpose here is to, is to elevate everybody to a higher level. That is the core of it for me. So thank you, Jim Coffey. I hope you enjoyed that second part of the interview. Stay tuned to our third part of the interview. And remember that love really is the answer. And we are here to elevate everything to a higher level and allow the divine to express through us and connect to that higher mind that we are all one. Thank you and see you next time. God bless.